0: This is the Red on Red podcast on redfm.ie.
1: This week on the podcast, we're talking with Sam McNichol about the award-winning Connollys of Lep and life on the road with Talos. Just off of a busy international women's weekender at the roundy this weekend with you and Corkonian soul man Brian Deedy ahead of a very busy Paddy's weekend of dates around the country. This is Red on Red, Cork's new music podcast, dropping every Wednesday via redfm.ie. My name is Mike McGrath, Brian, and this week we're talking with one of the busiest men in Cork music at the moment. Musician, promoter, and the proprietor of Imro's monster Venue of the Year. Connolly's of Lip, Sam McNichol. Sam. Hey. How's hey. it going, boy? How are you keeping? <laughs> I'm great. Thank you, yeah. It's been a really, really busy week or two for you, um, yeah. obviously, with Connolly's taking home the championship, <laughs> Talos bringing home the Choice Music Prize nomination, and then heading out to South by Southwest in Texas. Yeah. Uh, as this podcast will be going out. Um, it's a really hectic time. But let's kind of roll it back to a couple of years ago when the wheels first started getting in motion mm-hmm. for you properly. Um, obviously, music runs very deep in your family. Uh, Connolly's of Lep uh, was your family home and mm-hmm. the stories that you've told in the past via TEDx Cork Salon and then other interviews mm-hmm. um, speak to a very, very busy home life uh, regarding music. But I suppose for those that have somehow managed to avoid the Connollys of Lep story. Hmm. Uh, do you maybe want to tell us a little bit about your upbringing in among music yeah. in the venue's original incarnation?
2: Sure. Yeah. I mean, um, my mum and my dad ran the venue originally, um, and it was just like growing up in a zoo. Really, I think I've said that a few times. But um, it was uh, it was just music, music, music. I mean, there was bands like Five five or six nights of the week sometimes when we were kids, you know? And uh, I mean, my dad used to, when he wasn't, when there wasn't live bands in, there was like kind of bands over from England or down from down from Dublin or whatever, just recording in, in the space. And uh, it was just a very eclectic, I remember it as a very eclectic, fun, you know, upbringing. So yeah, I mean, that, that definitely had a massive influence on me and um, that's why I decided to kind of, keep the wheels in motion as you say yeah
1: it's one thing to obviously have like a live venue in your gaff and to have the the hoi polloi and the palaver of a live show happening downstairs mm-hmm. in the family bedrooms etc but what was it like being amid kind of just recording sessions where the venue was empty bar one or two watchful eyes
2: yeah i mean well first of all i guess when you were a kid it was kind of a little bit annoying because your dad would be like shh you know like you know mm. uh, <laughs> For for people that do make or do record music, they'll know that there's a lot a, a lot of silences needed as well. You know, um, it was just really no, it was just really normal for me, I guess. You know, it was just like I I always I was always really intrigued by it. Um, I just was uh, very fascinated by people um, how serious they took it, and also how fun and the characters were. You know, so it was that really nice mixture of them taking themselves really seriously, but also being like really fun, kind of jovial, kind of artistic characters. You know?
1: And what was the decision like, what led to the decision, rather, to reopen the venue under your own auspices and kind of leave your own stamp on it?
2: Um, I mean, my dad passed away about eight years ago now, um, eight years at the end of March. And I definitely think that there's a massive element of catharsis in reopening it, you know, just like kind of continuing his legacy or... um, I mean, he had such a positive effect on people. And after he passed away, people... I think anyone who's ever lost anyone will, will know that people kind of talk about them in a different way. You know, there's this there's this air of finality to to their life. And uh, after he passed away, there was just so many, like, cool stories came. Like, they were like an avalanche, just, like, all these mad, really crazy stories from lots of people who I respected and just really cool, artistic, musical people. And I was like, oh, man, it was... Sounds like a great life, <laughs> you know. So I mean, it's pretty. It's a, kind of a no-brainer, really, isn't it? Like why, 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 why you, you live, grew up in this amazing venue, and you're just living there, and it's kind of like still the way it was, you know. So um, I think it was a little bit of a no-brainer. Like it was, I was always gonna f- try and fill those shoes. I think.
1: But in filling those shoes, you happen across a number of different hurdles. Yeah. Uh, for example, the obvious things that are facing anybody setting up a venue, like you know making sure that equipment that exists is up to code, mm-hmm. or you know having the place have a, have a having the place having had a look through mm-hmm. uh, from health and safety. Yeah. Um, but other, also, uh, in addition to that, uh, the venue had lost its license. <laughs> yeah, in the I
2: mean, there was there was a bunch of hurdles, man. I mean. I, I think if I'd known how hard it was going to be, I definitely wouldn't have done it. It was just like, mom, mom had been letting people do charity events in the space. And so I wasn't, even when I wasn't involved in it, mom was letting people do kind of gigs and shows and there was sound engineers coming in and using some of the old gear that was there. I mean, it was really just like kind of left, you know, a lot of the stuff was there, but it was just like kind of just sitting there. And um, I feel in a way that it like the community opened it. You know, it never, the community never really let it fully die. You know, there was always something going on in there. Um, and then, I mean, it's been such a long road now. It's 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 almost difficult looking back. But, yeah, we had to, like, completely renovate the place. We had to, like, take out the floor, put in all new electrics, new fire safety systems. So, I mean, it was a, quite a serious undertaking. You know, it was almost like a full kind of, like, renovation of the venue. Um, and on top of that, we, like, renovated the floor, like, the bathrooms... Um, we about to put all new furniture, and we've we put a new smoking area at the back, and and then we got like we had to then we had to like borrow a PA system and a sound system to like try and make some money to like be able to build our own one, you know, and that's that's exactly what we did. So we we borrowed one, and we had um, we had from this amazing dude called Toby Hatchet who makes like these amazing sound systems and the Hatchet uh, job, yeah, <laughs> Hatchet job, yeah, he's a, he's a legend, and. Um, yeah, he was like, honestly, I mean, there's been so much gratitude from so many people, like so much gras that without all of those like people fo- who, who I say are
1: like the community,
2: without them, none of it would have been possible, you know, and it still wouldn't be possible, you know.
1: But in all of that goodwill, obviously people saw something exciting developing on its own. They saw mm-hmm. you kind of putting your own mark on the venue. Um, in getting the venue up and started again reaching out to agents reaching out to bookers the real glamour part of the job mm-hmm. um, what were those approaches like how was it received what <clears throat> led to what um, there was so much
2: networking at the beginning like it, that started years and years and years ago you know go. The, so the venue was closed and had disappeared and it was it was in like the peripheral psyche of like the Irish music industry I guess people had heard of it they'd known of it but it and it had been a thing but it'd been gone for so long that it was i think a lot of people had just moved on or it had moved on so i mean in restarting it there was a you know there's a clearly there's a clearly defined picture in my mind that was like the decision to restart it and that was very scary and then it was like i thought that was a hurdle that i was over but then as soon as you get you know as soon as you're over one hurdle there's always another one i mean i i don't find i think i used to cold email a lot of agents and a lot of bands and trying to get people and now I just let it to be be quite homogenous you know I just wait till bands are like doing stuff or touring and I mean sometimes I reach out to people but I mean I guess I'm quite lucky to say the majority now is bands contacting me and us to want to come to us you know and um, I think we're quite lucky and privileged to be we don't have to you know we live in the building
1: so we don't have to do things we we just do what we really want to get behind Speaking of uh, bands and people reaching out you made a playlist mm-hmm. um, of of various Cork bands, yep. people that you've been playing with over the years and mm-hmm. people um that you're friendly with. And the next two tunes uh coming up are Ye Vagabonds with Lowlands of Holland and O Emperor with Make It Rain. Of course, um Ye Vagabonds, the brothers Medlin, have uh, have great ties to West Cork. Yeah, I mean
2: I kinda I kinda
1: hit on them. <laughs> once <laughs>
2: i think it kind of worked i i saw that they well I'm, i was really good friends with Miles O'Reilly yeah. um and Miles actually told me about these guys and sent me one of their videos and i think if anyone hasn't actually checked them out they should definitely do so or, or um they're absolutely amazing they're just like gems you know they're just beautiful human beings and they're amazing they make amazing art and uh, it's very, very truthful, honest kind of Irish expression.
1: And you got then O Emperor with new single Make It Rain.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, everyone loves O Emperor. They're one of the best bands that I know. Um, I remember the f- first time I saw them live was, I think, in like 2008 or something in in... Maybe, maybe at the yeah, two thousand eight in a uh, South by South or Cork by Southwest in Skibbereen. Yeah, I remember they were, one. They were doing like this thing in the showgrounds there, and I was mm. doing a little stage. I was doing like a. St- stagehand job, just helping people throw cables and kind of like bring out bottles of water and all that kind of stuff, you know, when you're, when you that stuff you do when you're like 18 and I saw these guys and it was just like, they were from Ireland, they were Irish and they were young lads, but they got up and it just sounded like a psychedelic beach boys or something. I was just, I actually had my mind blown, to be honest. Was this when they were called Snowman? No, 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 they were O Emperor at the time. All oh, right, And it was like, and it was like, it was really shit hot. I, I was quite, quite blown away by it, to be honest. And um, yeah I mean I haven't actually I don't think I've seen them Since then Plug Plug 31st of March Connolly's 11 Yeah Yeah plug plug I'm so I'm so pumped for that show man
1: Like I've got friends flying over From the UK for that show We'll head straight into it So This is you vagabonds With Lowlands of Holland here On Red On Red (laughs) On Red
3: I'll sea shall be frozen before that I repent Repent it shall lie never until the day I die For the Set her on the sea With seven score good manners For to bear her company But the weary winds began to rise And the sea began to rout And my lonely and his bonny ship Turn with her shins about. Well, there shall neither quaff come on my head nor comb comb through my hair. There shall neither coal nor candle Shine in my bower, Nor will I love another one Until the day I die For the high winds and stormy seas Have to wind my love and. So oh, my daughter dear, be still and be content There are merry lads in Galloway and need not lament Oh, there is name in Galloway There's name at all for me
1: Make it rain here on Red On Red, the brand new single taken from their upcoming body of work. We're not too sure is it an album or an EP just yet, but they will be playing Connolly's of Lep on March 31st for Merak Indy's first birthday. And still in studio with us is the proprietor of Connolly's of Lep, Sam McNichol. Now, of course, outside of his duties with um, the venue beyond the Lep, uh, he's also quite a successful musician, including membership of Talos. Uh, the live lineup of owen French's um post pop it's post rock there's there's yeah. there's plenty of kind of pop influence to gospel it. in there bit of gospel there too I mean <laughs> loath to we're loath to bit label people here on red on red but, um <laughs> how, to, how how to how to how to explain Talos to somebody that's kind of I don't know Owen's non-binary anyway so I mean there's you know he doesn't
2: he doesn't go by genre <laughs> that's exactly joking. I don't know man I don't know. That's Talk, exactly what, what you want.
1: Talking hmm? about music is like dancing to architecture, right? Correct. Yeah. Which is why it, it, it's it's a weird job to have and like uh, speaking <laughs> of architecture now in old <laughs> French. Heyo. Hey. Um, but yeah you've been with Talos now since 2015 Yeah. kind of commensurate to the rise of the project as yeah. a going concern. How did you join the ranks? Um, I don't know. I was
2: I was playing with this I was actually playing with a Icelandic band called well, like a girl punk band called Dreamwife uh, well was, uh, Raquel is from Iceland and then um, and then the two other girls are from the UK and I, and I was going to airwaves Iceland Airwaves with them and I was actually playing with them and um, it just came up in conversation and uh, with Frenchie or I think it was with Brendan canty and and I I told Brendan I was going to Iceland, or to Iceland with Dreamwife and he just kind of said, Frenchie's going over, you know, but he's just going with him and and his keys and his tracks and he's bringing over Doc and they're playing they were doing it as a two piece. And uh, I think Brendan suggested that I maybe play some drums with him. So I did a rehearsal with him and yeah, kind of went from there. Sounded pretty good. I mean, I'm not that good at drums though. So I mean Josh Sampson's much better. So I think it was a, it was an obvious it was like for me, it was obvious to like try and drop Josh in there. He started doing some shows when I when I basically couldn't make it. He mm. was coming to fill in or whatever. And I mean, why have only one Samson when you can have two, you know, or three? <laughs> <Yeah>. As <laughs> so many Samsons as possible because they yeah. turn up everywhere. Yeah, they just they're just popping up everywhere, man. They're like fungi. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and so, they are fun guys. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> oh, god! But yeah. um,
1: playing the material live. Uh, and coming to it, because obviously we all know the kind of Owen is the epicenter yeah man of yeah he is the band us, for sure, I suppose what is the process from an idea that he presents to you to taking something onto a stage and bringing it to people i mean that's I guess that's like the dark art really isn't it I mean uh Frenchie's
2: like he's he's one of the hardest working people I know um like he takes it so seriously and he's constantly constantly writing constantly working he's just he's an immersive kind of character when he gives himself to something he really gives all of it it's his music he does it the way he wants it to be but I mean like I think we just operate on like how you know that kind of like fish face that you have when like there's good music happening around you where you're just like oh oh god (laughs) you know I think we just don't stop until we get that you know we don't stop until like we're all kind of like really grooving or vibing off what we're doing I think it's it's kind of a dark art, it's hard to talk about. He brings the tracks and, um, and are they fully arranged by the time they reach you? Yeah, or? yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they always sway and vary. And I mean, they're like, he, all right, he he might bring, he's just brought us this new tune, which I literally just came from the, rehearse, the rehearsal or recording studio. Um, he brought this new tune, he's got this amazing, there's like this amazing kind of arp part on it with which is like a paddy synth or whatever on the track. But then Alex kind of. Makes it his part with the guitar, and it's like it it kind of changes the dynamic again. And you know, obviously, there'll be some we can do some variations on the rhythms and stuff for um, for the with the double drums that Owen kind of doesn't really do or choose to do on the on the record. But um, yeah, man, we just we just work until it sounds great, you know, to us, and then until we're really happy with it, and then that's that's kind of it. There's no formula, every everything is different, you know.
1: And obviously, it's been a really busy year for you. Yeah, um, the release of the full length and all of the attendance touring, which yeah. has kind of culminated in this past week. Um, you heading up to the Choice Music Prize after being nominated, performing live in Vicar Street. Yeah, um, obviously,
4: you know, making
1: the top ten albums and mm. making the shortlist. Yeah, um, kind of go through that whole experience. You know, heading over, meeting the various people, and so on and so forth. Uh
2: it was a really fun night.
1: I mean, it
2: was very humbling. It was very flattering. I mean, I think it was a—it was just an amazing feeling to be up there with kind of loads of artists. I, I love some of the artists on that. Fiona Regan, JBM. Like I—I've I've been listening to Fionn for years. You know, um, Lankum, like Ships Come On Live Long. The, you know, Otherkin. Those guys. I mean, uh, there was just some awesome bands on there. You know, it was—it was, it was the—it sli- was like the slickest night I've probably ever experienced in terms of being on a bill. Ten bands Each band played two songs There was a three minute changeover And while there was a changeover happening There was An interview with the With the kind of like Lead writer Or the lead singer Or whatever Or the whole band backstage With RTE So it was like This unbelievable carousel Of, of like Kind of I don't want to say content But like You were constantly engaged with by what was happening up on stage, and it was just, and it was, and it did, and it ran without a hiccup. Like, the crew were amazing. It was just like, you know, wow, we're in Ireland, and this is, look, they're making 10 bands with three minute changeovers look easy, and they're all massive bands. Like, we have 20, we have 29 29 channels in our band, you know what I mean? So, it's like, there's a lot of work there for, and swapping engineers and stuff, it was just like, how is this working? Do you know? Um, I don't know, it was just incredibly flattering and everyone was so amazing up there. And to be honest, it was just like, having worked in music now for like two years, it was just like a giant party with all my friends. It was just amazing. I would just want
1: that night to never end. (laughs) Yourselves aside, do you think the right band took home the championship?
2: Uh, I mean, I love that record.
1: Genuinely. I mean, they played at my New Year's party.
2: And my New Year's party to me is like very special. Mm. It's kind of like my favourite like, Moxie played and Ships and we had Toby... We, we had should that clarify that
1: Ships won the Choice Award for those <clears throat> yeah. that weren't familiar, sorry.
2: Yeah, with their album, Procession, right?
1: Yeah. Um, Available now online. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, that's a beautiful piece of work. I mean, even from, like, the track names to, like, the, to the actual aesthetic of the album... Um, I really love ships I mean I had them at, uh, at Connolly's for New Year's and it was just such a groovy they have such a groovy sound and I mean man any literally any of those bands could have won and I would have been like yeah you know everyone's everyone works so hard and like we're in it as well and we know how hard you work and you're kind of like you're working for this imaginary pat on the back that you're never actually going to get and I mean that's not even what you're doing it for but you know it's really out of just like pure love and expression you know and, I mean that's <laughs> That's what we're all here for. And, I mean, ships are as deserved as anyone else on that list. You know, That's what I think.
1: We'll go back to some tunes there. Speaking of Talos, um, you've uh, indiscriminately plonked uh, landscapes uh, yeah, yeah. into the playlist. Kind of uh, go a little bit into the... I suppose the production and recording process uh, production and track. recording I mean I,
2: th- I think we, we did Josh and I did some drums on that one I think no okay so yeah Frenchie came down to West Cork and um, recorded the album with Ross I used to just pop over and like hang out with them while they were doing it I mean I, I, I as I said it's the record is written and produced and recorded and by Frenchie and uh, Ross
1: and I think Ian, Ian Ring did um, Tethered Bones with him and you have the Altered Hours with Open Wide, taken from their new EP released this past yeah. week um, via Art for Blinding and Penske. Yeah. Uh, what did you make of it? Have you had, have, yeah, have you had a listen?
2: Like, I listened to it, yeah. yeah. I love that band. They're, again, one of my favourite bands to come out of Ireland. Actually, I've, I had them in Connolly's the opening week, the week that we opened in 2015, but I haven't had them back since. So, yeah, definitely in 2018, we'll do something real cool with them,
1: hopefully. This is Talos with Landscapes here on Red, On Red.
5: Under me, when you have the you let like, go oh, and I fall, you have it all. Snap together in your landscape, we are heat state, magnetized by the nightlight. As a feather, I would suffer for your landscape. In the moon haze, all that's left are bloodlines. Snap together in your landscape We are heat stains Magnetized by the night and as a feather I would suffer for your landscape In the moon haze All that's left are bloodline Oh
1: Hours with Open Wide, taken from their On My Tongue EP, released this past Friday via Art for Blind and Penske Recordings, available for download and streaming from hours.bandcamp.com. and I believe limited quantities of the online-slash-mail-order Pink Vinyl still exist uh, for ordering on a limited supply basis. This is Red on Red and we are still joined in studio by Sam McNichol of Connollys of Lepp. Uh, so yeah Connolly's has just taken home the championship Uh, (laughs) Imro venue of the year uh, 2017 for Munster yeah Uh, for those that are kind of not au fait um, with Imro and it's workings uh, the process of nominations getting nominated what the communication process is like maybe take us a little bit through that
2: I think we were were nominated last year as well but nothing really came of it so um, I just got an email one day and it was like we were nominated I've, I've been paying my Paying my dues to them So I mean you have to Yeah you, you gotta give them A percentage of the door um, I think it's It's basically like um, It's for It's Irish The Irish Music Royalty Association Organisation So um, yeah it's, They collect royalties for bands And pay bands accordingly So you know You, you get paid if you play stuff on the radio You get paid if you play On uh, festivals And stuff like that um, well, I don't know how You actually get nominated but uh we did they i think that someone had just seen what we were doing and seen what seen what we'd been at and um i i just created a few little posters and put them around put them on the internet and put them around town and just basically asked people to vote for us and they were kind enough to do so and that's that's that was kind of it i think i don't know i think there's there's eleven thousand members as well of imro and i think they're all asked or obliged to vote um but yeah I mean sound if you're listening and you voted that's that's pretty cool yeah we needed it we needed that little sheen of authentic- authenticity
1: <laughs> um, obviously it's been a big boon for how you do things over the last couple of weeks uh, since getting the since getting the Imro Award. has been kind of a pick up in interest yeah um, from kind of inside of the industry yeah in addition nice. to kind of the goodwill and momentum that you've generated mm. um, and it now falls to you a little bit with the foundation having been set and the initial momentum uh, now kind of on a roll um, to continue your role as a booker and in that regard, a curator of the arts, Mm -hmm. um, but also taking charge of the expansion of the venue and kind of taking it into the future. Now, obviously, there's been a couple of different initiatives. Uh, in that regard that had been announced like the architecture competition mm-hmm. for Connolly's, yep. uh, and again the outreach to you know various artists etc and kind of hosting a uh, an eclectic mix of Irish artists specifically very much kind of setting your bottom line in the grassroots mm. so the question is how has that process been and what's the next step for you regards managing the place
2: yeah I mean I think you just mentioned the architectural competition there so that um, what that entails basically is we
1: I'm surprised the French didn't run away with that actually <laughs>
3: yeah
2: he's, he's too busy writing music man <laughs> um, basically Conley's has become the brief the brief for an architectural design award an international design award so we're just looking for ideas Um, about possible expansion over the next few years like there's no initial plans to renovate the venue we quite we quite like it just the way it is to be honest but it's just to renovate we have some really nice outhouses and there's a really nice kind of backyard area kind of overlooking a gorge that we might be able to do an outdoor amphitheater that's kind of like the long term plan
1: a second stage
2: yeah Absolutely. So I mean, but the the architecture competition um, has been a trip, man. It's been it's been crazy. Like my friend Andrew Kerwin, who's a long a really old friend of mine. Like he's um, he uh, him and I went to primary school together. He's an amazing architect, and he's just he's just about to finish his masters now, and um, over in Aberdeen. And he suggested to me. He was like, I said something. Man, is there any way we could get some free architecture plans? Is is there any like? Is there any way that we could get like the, an end of year project to be on Connollys or something? So he so he got back to me and he was like, Man, I'll do you one better. Like, there's this amazing company called beebreeders.com and they do these crazy architectural design awards and like the, the prize is about six thousand dollars for like all all up for first, second and third. And he he got onto Beebreeders and sent them like CAD drawings He sent them photos And he sent basically A breakdown, a proposal And they got back to us Within like two days man And they were like Absolutely we love this idea And that has just been The weirdest exper- And most wonderful experience As in We had Brian Dee last week And this Girl shows up From Lithuania And she's like Come all the way From Lithuania To the show Because she's an architect And she's doing it at her, As her end of year project And she just wanted to like She's basically dedicated a year of... To her last seven months of her master's To redesigning our house And like redesigning everything that we put in the brief And she basically came over Because she was like Read all the stuff And listened to all the stuff online About like All of the press
1: that we put out And she just came over And it's just mental Do you know what I mean? What next... Artistically, what next? Artistically, regards um, like who? Not not just you know who's coming up, because we'll have plugs for those li- little yeah, later on in the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in terms of like the future creative direction of yeah. the venue, obviously, you know, Connolly's is the epicenter of a wide circle of friends and collaborators mm-hmm. and and trusted individuals. Yeah. Um. So it's a matter of what direction would you ideally take the venue, or what do you see happening in that
2: regard? I would love to do stuff with younger people, man. To be honest. Like really, I would love, I have this like, I have this kick, I have this like, or not a kick, but like an itch that I want to scratch. I kind of want to, I want to see young people playing music and I want to see young people collaborating together and doing battles battles of the band. And I mean, I'm so lucky to have this as like a job or to almost be at that point now where it's just like we're flying places to do stuff and we're actually in, in Vicar Street and... You know, and it's like I remember playing in like the Hollamore. Do you know? Like I remember I was in like a scream. Like I used to like be the front man of like a screamo band. Like basically, with, like a big emo fringe and like just jumping around the place, screaming my guts out. And like I love that stuff. And um, those experiences, I I I I remember of them so fondly. And I had this realization a couple of weeks ago where I was like, they were really important. I really they were really important
1: I should be focusing some of my energy on that as well and they're not there at the minute I don't think so are they Those, there like, are outlets of the bands. like the keynote well, the battles of the bands are always going to be happening in college societies but in terms of like on a secondary school level there's, yeah that's there's what I mean, no I, mean I mean
2: secondary yeah. I don't mean like 18, 19 man I mean like 15, 16 like I would love to go mm. even younger you know and just like get kids into it young and just be like get together play things you know form a band like
1: there is no real kind of initiative at the minute, which yeah. is a shame, considering that there, there used to be like very specific ones happening at transition year yeah. level, even going back as far as ten years or, or mm-hmm. ten years ago or so.
2: <clears throat> I mean, if anyone out there no, has any ideas about any of this stuff, like do get in touch with me. But
1: SamMcConnellysHaveLeft dot com.
2: Yeah. Um, so I would basically I ha- I would love to do something with where we would maybe link up with other venues or other art spaces or just even like a Hall Moor or whatever and just be somewhere that kids could kind of practice and and get their stuff together and then basically do a little like Battle of the Bands or a little like competition or a talent competition or something like that.
1: Coming up, we got uh, two more selections of yours. Um, We got John Bleck um, with uh, Lace and The Shaker Hymns uh, brand spanking new single Colour of the Holy Sun. John black is a really interesting dude yeah man that record Catharsis is really cool I love
2: the, the like echo the like I think it's a tape delay or something he's using on it, um, it the, the, his, his own stuff is a lot more somber um, a lot more low key it's still really beautiful. I love the name of the record as well, Catharsis. I think it's Catharsis Volume 1, yeah. which would, you know, imply that there's more. Yeah. <laughs> that's I, that's cool. I love that.
1: And The Shaker have gotten quite um you can't ever accuse Keelan and the lads of being stoic, but there's a certain more seriousness to what they've been doing with the last two or three singles.
2: Yeah, I I adore Keelan. Like I just think he. I think everyone does. Yeah, man. I like I respect that guy a lot. Um, himself and uh, his that whole crew from the Quarter Block as well. Just everyone that kind of makes Cork the colourful landscape that it is. You know, I just so much grow for all of them. But um, I, yeah, I'm looking forward to getting um, Shaker him down. I think they're down May 5th actually with Pale Pale Rivers, who are also great. John Black with lace here
1: on Red on Red. Baby Shaker Hymn with Colour of the Holy Sun here on Red on Red uh, just released this past week via the Shaker Hymns uh, Soundcloud and other social outlets as well as streaming on nylor9.com Welcome back to studio where we are joined by Sam McNichol from Connelly's of Lep who has rather a large week in front of him Uh, as part of Talos he heads out to Austin, Texas Mm. next week as part of South by Southwest Festival as part of the Music from Ireland Mm. Um, Compliment what are your thoughts heading into such a big excursion now? Um, I'm really excited to try to tex Max,
2: And I want to buy a, a cowboy hat. And maybe some stirrups. Maybe a pistol. I don't know. Maybe We're not going to know you warmer. when you come home, are <laughs> yeah. we? I'm going to come home armed up, man. No. Uh, maybe with a rattlesnake boots, I think. That's what I'm most excited about. <laughs> with spurs in the heels. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, no, I'm just excited to get away from the rain in Ireland, mainly, to be honest. <laughs> but what's that schedule like? Because like, South by Southwest is infamously harsh... Not harsh, like, it's infamously yeah. intense for showcasing artists. Yeah,
2: I, I think we're just doing, we're doing like four shows in four days. It's not, it's not too hectic. They're, the times are, the times are really nicely spaced out. Um, Culture Ireland have um, Angela Dorgan from First Music Contact. I think she's been like um, sound enough to kind of uh, support us over the last 12 months year and a half i think she's such a force for the scene yeah man i love her she's amazing she's just so much fun as well she's a really positive good person she's great and yeah they've and they've been supporting they've been they help pay for the flights and stuff like that so it's amazing man it's like it's the dream yeah i'm really looking forward to going over and um i mean i've like read about south by and heard about it and all my friends it's kind of a bit of a rite of passage i think it's changed a lot in the last few years as well but um it's a music and tech festival. Yeah, I mean, it's just a it's just a gargantuan thing. You know, it's a monster, you know. It's a film festival. There's a comedy section. There's like, I was looking at some of the band, like, I was looking at the list of bands, man. I couldn't even get past A. Like, honestly, I was just like intimidated. But I'm uh, really,
1: really uh, looking forward to it, man. And um, yeah, we're gonna do it. We're gonna, we're gonna slay it then when you get back Connolly's has uh, quite the full list of uh, engagements coming up over the next couple of weeks yeah want to plug the next couple of weeks worth of gigs there yeah we've got we've got this um,
2: 16th of March Friday 16th of March we got um, a really cool night called Under the Hammers which is like a rolling comedy spoken word theatre and music night where it's it's always like kind of a a mixed bag it's actually curated by this guy called Cormac Lally it's actually going to it takes a village as well they're bringing the, the hammers up to the village And uh, yeah I love that And then we've got Wiggle on Paddy's Day So they're kind of dub legends from, from down west They're great They've played with us a few times um, The following weekend we got Fish Go Deep down on Good Friday They got a residency with us I mean they're kind of our They're really good friends of mine now at this stage. And They're like I love having them down It's just a privilege And um, they're just such gentlemen and then we got, yeah, is it Mary Kendall's having her um, first birthday with, uh, or is it Mary Kindy? Mary Kindy, Mary Kindy, derived derived, <clears throat> derived from the Greek language. We got Mary Kindy down with her um, for her first birthday. O Emperor down with Arthritis
1: and Elaine Malone.
2: Yeah, all of the all of the events are up on the
1: website, and they're all up on Facebook as well. So check them out. Conleysoflep dot Sam, thanks a million for coming into us this evening. No worries, dude. Best welcome. of luck uh, yeah. on the trail and best of luck with uh, everything you. coming up with Connolly's. Thanking you. That's all from this week's episode of Red <laughs> on Red, Cork's new music podcast from redfm.ie. Thank you very much for listening. And if you like what you're hearing, please take the time to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes, share this on your social media, and make sure to check out the artists featured online or at an upcoming gig. If you'd like more Irish tunes, please be sure to listen into Green On Red on Sunday nights with Alan O'Donovan for the best of all that is Irish here on Cork's Red FM 104 to 106. We finish off with a, a tune that was selected by Sam um, kind of reaching back into his uh, into his musical history with uh, Farewell JR with a thought in mind.
2: Yeah, I recorded this record in 2012 with uh, Nick, Nick Rayner, who's um, now the sound engineer at Connolly's and just uh, generally... Uh, awesome dude yeah I um, you should check out this stuff online if you can um, some really nice music there farewell JR
1: this is farewell JR with a thought in mind and we'll talk to you next week there's a life
5: you more for, one dearer than your own on
6: a wind.
0: This is the red on red podcast
1: on redfm.ie. You need to put the
6: afterburners
1: on you. Uh okay, d- we'll, Oh, you're locking up. Okay, cool. Uh, we'll wrap it up there. Set, when you're ready, because I just
0: said I come Yeah,
5: cool. Up. We're still rolling. Do have that. Yeah, sorry. Uh, uh, right. yeah, so from the top